This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And I believe we are are live. live. Apologies. You beautiful and wonderful Hearts of Oak followers and supporters out there. We had a technical issue, but we got up and running, I believe, just streaming on, because we had to use a backup, on Getter, on Rumble and CloudHub, which are our top three anyway, so that's all good. David Vance, thank you for joining us once again to share your wisdom. It's always a pleasure, and uh, I actually blame climate change on the <laughs> issues we've had. Everybody watching this, please be aware of the fact that, uh, you know, the planet's on fire, and look at, look what's happening to Hearts of Oak. They're having technical issues because of it. Oh, well. I think it was Greta just turned off our internet, I think, because after the Swedish election, she's so angry that she just uh-huh. shut everything down, went into the meltdown, a teenager, don't know, tantrum. <laughs> Yeah, just wait till the Italian one comes in tomorrow and we'll see how she's feeling then. That is true. Um, Let me, Chris Davis 33 on Getter. Thank you, Chris. Good evening, Peter David. And Rustin Hasberg. Well, hey, it's the lads. It is. And apologies once again for being late, but we are with you. Better late than never. And drop your comments on the side. Let us know. Always good to know how you're watching, actually. Always good. Uh, One live stream we did recently, there were about 12 different US states, plus Canada, plus Europe. So do let us know how you're watching. Always good fun to pull some of those in as we go along. Um, So Getter is good. If my great mod team can let me know if Rumble is good, therefore should be on the website. And if CloudHub. I think those are the others that we are on. And without further ado, because we have kept you waiting, uh, we'll go to the first story. Uh, ProJam, have you got that? Wonderful. Let me take that away. Here we have Stormzy. Mel made me do it. Celebrates black British excellence. Oh, no, sorry. Let me. Oh, goodness. I closed it far too quick. You didn't close it quick enough, to be honest. But, sorry, uh, I, I, this new, this other program, I back up. But so after three years without a uh, without a release, Stormzy has dropped his new uh, his new song. Um, and if we scroll down, well, we see obviously we have we have black and white, interesting mix there. But talked about um, uh, celebration of British black excellence. I thought you could be an excellent Brit no matter what color you were. But again, David, it's this focus on the color you are, which really either you make good music or you don't. Well, you're right, actually, Peter. And I mean, I know you're a very big Stormzy fan and I know you've got all his material. Uh, as have I, I have to say. I mean, uh, and I've been waiting all these three years for his new release because <clears throat> his, his command of the English language is truly a wonder to behold. But uh, yeah, you know, on a serious note, I, I think I put a comment out today saying, imagine if somebody put out something, say, um, some music, a piece of music, and it's a celebration of white British music, that you'd be instantly labeled a racist. 
because you're right. If you are properly colorblind, like you are, Peter, like I am, and I'm sure people watching this, you don't see, it's not about the color of the person making the music. It's about the music. I mean, look, I'm old enough to be, remember, I was a big fan of Tamla Motown, of Stax in the late, I, 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 listen, my, my musical, as uh, if Chris Davis is on this, my musical heritage is definitely eccentric and eclectic. Um, so I don't need to be lectured by Stormzy or anyone else on, 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 on music, on what is excellent music, and certainly not on the basis of colour. Good music is good music. But, I mean, these guys get away with it. You know, Stormzy gets away with it because he's more Stormzy. And it's, uh, it is, if you like, to me, it's casual racism, what he said. Yeah, it really is. Um We'll move on to, let's move on to what's been happening, unexplained deaths. Uh, the first one is The Guardian. Uh, the Guardian are uh, very confused of what has been happening. And I'll just wait till that story comes up, looking at unexplained deaths or excess deaths in care homes. So uh, all, almost, no, or not much care, but almost 90 more people died at home every day than expected in past year. Uh, mm -hmm. Figures for Great Britain show almost 22,500 people more than usual died in private homes, prompting questions about end-of-life care. And if we scroll down, I think there's uh, somewhere, there's some more stats. I thought there was a chart. Um, no, they're in. But, well... So, yeah, stop there. But, again, it's it's staring you in the face. Something has changed. Um, and all these people are, well, they're just dying. <laughs> yeah, what are your it's thoughts? In, it's inexplicable. People mysteriously dying for over a year now. What other event has been just over about a year, a year, year and a half since it started happening? There's, a, there's something else, isn't there? I can't think what it is, Peter. But yeah, people dying at home too. People dying in their own homes. I wonder what that mystery uh, cause of death could be. Well, we'll never know because the government's not interested in investigating it. The uh, MHRA is not interested in investigating it. No one, no one seems to be intrigued as to why there's a sudden, uh, sudden, you know, increase in unexplained deaths at home. But of course, might I suggest, just putting the thought out there, lest you be banned from the internet for all time, that the 100% safe, 100% effective vaccines might be a causal factor. I don't know, but maybe maybe should we not investigate that? No, 90 lives a day. Is that, is that, that's nah, not worth it, is it? What's 90 deaths between friends? Yeah, it's very d deeply worrying, Peter, and totally unex totally unexpected not expected just like this story you've put up here <laughs> you know like some of this stuff we often say this when we get together you know it's like if you were trying to write the script yeah you, you couldn't write it honest to goodness i couldn't write scripts as good as this because yeah more people have been dying this year due to a regular heartbeat official figures suggest yeah oh I, I, i'm absolutely yeah sure i think that these this irregular heartbeat though what might be causing the irregular heartbeat? That might that be linked to the extra um, excess ninety deaths per day? Do you think there's a connection there, or is that just conspiracy theorists? What do you think, Peter? It's, I mean, it's been reported on probably weekly. I've certainly seen um, these 
deaths due to heart attacks, and it seems that everything now gives you a heart attack. Um, but yeah, what's uh, what is one of the causes? What one of the side effects that is an official side effect um, that Pfizer tried to cover up? It yep. was heart issues. That was the whole reason why they held back on letting children have it. And then they and they said, well, who gives a damn? We'll just jab them anyway. Yeah, this is, is they yeah. talked about younger boys having heart issues. I mean, yep. they've actually, they've said it, and yet they've said, but we don't care and we'll do it anyway. Um, I mean, if 90 deaths a day, if that was two years ago, Woody and Valence would be up there telling us every 6 p.m. And yet... This isn't even mentioned, and it's a death is a death. So why do they not talk about it? Well, yeah, I mean, surely are we are we not at the point where the number of people dying from the jabs is greater than people dying from the alleged virus, which I've got issues with, by the way. But if we assume, you know, we got this COVID nineteen virus, well, something's gone terribly wrong. And, and you know, you know, when you when you you trot out a figure like uh, ninety people a day. I mean, that's 90 dads or mums or sisters or brothers or, you know, kids. It's awful. And that's a day, over 10 days, 900. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, a, I think it's a, you know, it, it, it's, it's a Holocaust happening quietly at the, in the background in people's homes. But the, the grief is the same, Peter. The, the, the hurt, the loss, all those things are the same. So, yeah, I mean, shame on Pfizer, shame on the whole pharma uh, genocidal industry, as far as I'm concerned, for what they're what they t- told people to take because it was safe and effective, and now you can measure that in gravestones. You're right, and before anyone jumps up and down about using the word Holocaust, if we are looking at the same scale, mm. uh, actually we are looking uh, at well from millions up to who knows what that's the the scary thing where this goes um because the the figures that have been put out the amount of deaths that are unexplained the amount of deaths of young people um who are having heart attacks uh, i mean you let's let's be honest and let's ask is there that link um so i i agree with you using that term holocaust because i think it could be um the 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 greatest, I could, yeah. Uh, can you look back and see a greater evil carried out worldwide? Um, no, evil is normally country by country, genocide by genocide, evil ruler by evil ruler. Now they've all connected, come together. Whether they could say we were coerced by the WF, whether we were coerced by data, uh, that's a whole other issue. But it is country by country, genocide, Holocaust. I, I agree with you, David. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do choose my words really carefully because I've done it a long time, and and and, and it's it's a quiet. It's I sort of said it's a quiet Holocaust because those ninety deaths every day, you know, they're 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 spread around. But this is just the UK, as you rightly point out, Peter. We could then extrapolate yep. that around the world, and, and but but the loss is the same. It's a loss of a human life, and 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 any person with any humanity about them would. Would would share our, if you like, sense of outrage and uh, a desire to get to the bottom of well, okay, let's thoroughly investigate every one of them, and that ain't happening. So yeah, you're right, Peter. Absolutely. Let me pull in one or two comments before we jump on to censorship. Uh, 
because we were late, so I feel bad. So I'll I'll go <laughs> by. Oh my! Oh sorry, my word. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you know what it's like, David. When you go and you just see comments. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Chris Davis, third through, well, he's from Accrington. Um, uh, Dreamer ten sixty six. Uh, from the New Forest, H.W. Logan, hello from Idaho, says, I was wondering if there was a concerted effort to shut down your streams. Well, in the last two weeks, I've had serious issues, but that's, uh, we'll park that anyway. Um, oh, Chris Davis, 33, I met Storms at Glastonbury. I'm not even going to read out your second port, Chris, and I'll just say you're a great fan. So there you go, <laughs> just wind you up. Uh, there, yeah, lots of, um, goodness, lots of comments, and I, I can't know... Um, has uh, always disappointed I missed 50 minutes of two of my most favourite people oh Vicky you're so nice thank you uh, hard to vote Peter was late you haven't missed much uh, <laughs> my team said Peter had one job <laughs> <laughs> thank you my back office team thank you for feeling my pain right censorship PayPal so this is the story that PayPal removes, according to the Washington Examiner, yep. uh, gender-critical organizations from platforms citing hate speech. And this has been quite a number. So tell us about this, David. Well, the, the, I think the, the, the um, gender-critical organization is, 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 is one part of it. But we've seen here in the UK uh, the likes of Toby Young's I mean, irony of irony, the free speech union has been deplatformed by PayPal. Uh, the Daily Skeptic has been deplatformed by PayPal. Yeah. And and this is a real assault on, on us, those of us who are trying to get content out there and trying to challenge narrative and ask questions and, and who are not prepared to go along with the woke agenda. They're actually um, taking away, if you like, our ability to have any kind of monetary support for what we do. So in the case of Toby Young, I mean, they've just taken him right out. Now, I, I, listening to Toby, I think he intends to take him to court. Uh, I'm not sure about that because I'm not sure that the courts are our friends either, to be honest. But but this is insidious attack on the ability of Hearts of Oak and the, Billy and myself and uh, Toby Young and all those us, us, us folks to to just simply dare to question the narrative. It's deeply alarming. It's totalitarian authoritarianism. It's a it's part of the you know financial uh, jihad against. I'm using the words tonight, aren't I? Jihad. <laughs> That's yeah. Holocaust to jihad, David. Um, so, uh, yeah, but but it is. And it, it is about basically trying to silence people like Toby, uh, who I think is very meek and mild, Toby Young. Uh, yes. You know, Toby Young is by no means anywhere near myself on the, on the, on the spectrum. And, no. uh, and yet it didn't save him. You know, it didn't save Toby. So it's a disgrace what's happened to the Free Speech Union and to the Daily Skeptic and to Toby. And, I, you know, I, I hope they'll find alternative ways. I have to say, Peter, I, I feel his pain because Patreon deplatformed me. So, yeah. you know, it's not as if I, I, I've been where Toby is as well. And uh, I, I know the, 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 the problems. The, the issue is these, these, um, these payment platforms, which seem so good and are good when they, when they work really well, they are, they are, they are dangerous mm. because 
you invest and think, well, this is great. I'm going to use them to get the support I need to do what I do. And suddenly you're gone. And as I say, free speech union, Toby Young, I mean, very mild. So that means that any of us at any point, Peter, could be deplatformed from these uh, payment platforms. So we have to choose our payment platforms very carefully. I hope read, I hope viewers of Hearts of Oak and, and my own viewers realize that, you know, that, um, you know, everything could be taken from us just like it's taken from uh, from Toby. It will. But this is, I mean, this is worse than anything else, because if you get silenced on Twitter, you can go for use Getter, Gab. If you sign, get silenced on YouTube, you can go for use Rumble, Bitchut. Actually, on payment processing, and Gab obviously have faced this massive issue, yep. um, that yep. if it, you only have a certain amount of programs you can use, that end-to-end, so you're um, using PayPal or you're using WorldPay or using um, well, even Stripe sits on top of, or maybe Stripe, but you've only got three or four major companies. So they have absolute control. It's not as if you can choose mm. to go elsewhere. There isn't really a lot of choice in this sector. No, and they know that. And therefore, they, I believe that they think that they can shut us all down financially by, by these very woke platforms. I mean, they're all very woke platforms. Yep. This is something, you know, like I, I've kind of stumbled into most of this and stumbled across these organizations. I, did, I didn't know that Patreon were woke. And if, yep. if, if you put out content they don't like, they'll just, they'll just send you an email saying, just like with, pay, with uh, PayPal, sorry, your service is suspended. Um, so, yeah, it, it is very, very bad. Um, but again, the way out of it has to be, I know you're saying, Peter, there's not... Well, there are other there. there there's a, I think there will be other pl- platforms provided. Yeah. That's yeah. the way it works, you know. Because ultimately, it's a bit like Getter came along because we needed alternatives to the likes of Twitter, and, and similarly with Gab, it came along because it recognized that there, there, there was a need, a demand for people to speak freely. And so, I hope that there are other platforms coming along to challenge the likes of uh, PayPal, because I don't believe that uh, free... I mean, the fact that the Free Speech Union, if you think about it, it's kind of mind-blowing. They're being deplatformed. The Free Speech Union. And again, I mean, I I know, Toby, I've encountered some of the work that they've done, and it's all very good stuff. But again, a lot of the Free Speech Union's work is trying to help... Um, in many instances, young people at university and stuff who find themselves in difficulties for speaking freely. So it, it all comes down to free speech. You, the stuff you and I are doing right now, this is what they don't like. Yeah. And in, in, that, in that particular case, you know, it's g- gender critical. Well, what, what does gender critical even mean? And their policies are vague, so that you can, you can, you know, so they can entrap you and say, "Sorry, you broke our our, our conditions." And what does gender critical mean then? How have I been gender critical? Is it because I have issues with the use of pronouns, which I do? Uh, or, or, you know, did I misgender someone? I mean, what, what, what does that even mean? It means just an excuse to, yeah. to take people out, people like yeah. us. Really does. Um, mm. If ProJam can bring up the next one, uh, which is on looking at the other platforms that PayPal allow, uh, which is this. So just in, <laughs> just in, 
Well, we're not allowed. This is Gays Against Groomers, not allowed to conduct business on PayPal. Guess who is an organization that offers a support group for MAP, minor attracted persons, as in pedophiles. So uh, it, it seems so PayPal have no issue with pedophilia. They're happy to support that. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and is, is that, if we, if, I wonder, can we bring that up? Is it possible just to scroll up a little bit? Because if, if you can see folks on the screen, um, if we can, I don't know if we're able to. Um, so we can, yep, so oh. scroll that up. Projam, can you scroll that up? Is there more um, scroll? Scroll. Yeah, yeah, they're great, brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. So, so uh, essentially, so this this very good organisation or group of guy persons, gays against groomers, uh, are pointing out that, as you said, Peter, they're banned by PayPal, but actual pro pedophile groups are okay by PayPal. So, what does that tell you about PayPal? Uh, what does that tell you about uh, platforms like Twitter, for example? I mean, this term maps, I've got to say, I mean, again, I learn something new every day. If you'd have asked me a couple of weeks ago, what was a map? I would have said, well, it's something you know, you use to navigate. A to Z. And yeah, in my complete sort of boomer innocence. I thought, well, okay, that, that's what a map is. Then, of course, as you say, minor attractive person, which is uh, uh, almost a satanic uh, euphemism for yeah. a pedophile. Like, let's yeah. call it for what it is, that minor attractive persons are pedophiles. And yet here we have PayPal punishing Toby Young and the Free Speech Union in the UK and other organizations around the world and allowing pedophiles to use their facility. I think we've got a problem with PayPal. Someone needs to check PayPal's hard drive. <laughs> I, I, I guess on their terms, conditions, it talks about being four. Um, uh, well, the, the issue is, I guess, the mind tractor person, the issue is pedophilia, that that will be mm. the next step, that that will just be a personal preference. And as yeah. long as no one's getting hurt, that, that is the next step. And then yeah. after that, I guess, it's bestiality. And that, I mean, yeah. uh, if anything goes, that's where we are becoming in society. That, that's so right, Peter. You're absolutely on the button in that one. You know, and, and that is exactly where we're going, though. They, they want to normalize yeah. um, degeneracy. And pedophilia is by anybody's definition degeneracy and it is unlawful as well by the way and and yet they seek to normalize it by calling it other names that's always the first clue normalization and and after normalization then acceptance and that's the sort of world that we're we're, we're living in and and so when people you know talk like ourselves you know rail against it rightly so we could be deplatformed yeah funny old world it is. Well, let's actually, on censorship and on finance, uh, you'd put up something about India, and it is the uh, central bank digital currency. Uh, Projam, if you can bring that up, the next one on India. Here we go. And it's here. It's coming everywhere just in. India seeks a phased implementation of the digital rupee, a central bank digital currency during this fiscal year. Yeah. That is, that it, it's not that they're looking at it for the next couple of years, this year. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Digital, wow. rupee, di digital rupee. And when you consider the size of the Indian economy, Peter, it's big news, this one, you know. Um, 
But I have no doubt in my mind that the CBDC uh, that India is talking about, you, you know, we will have our, our, our Bretcoin, our digital Bretcoin here in the UK, dissimilarly in, in the US as well. There's no doubt in my mind. This is one where, yet again, I, I, I regret to say conspiracy theorists keep being proven right. It's almost like, oh, yeah, we're not conspiracy theorists. We're just pointing out the obvious, namely that as part of um, Klaus Schwab and the gang's Great Reset, um, they want to remove um, cash and they want to substitute these digital currencies. Why is that? Well, you know, you know the answer as well as me, and I'm sure all the people watching know. Control. It's about complete control. Earlier tonight, I have to say, Peter, before I come on, I nipped out to the local Chinese carryout to get Saturday night carryout. And I was so delighted when you go in and they've got a big sign up saying cash only. Cash only. And I'm going, yeah, my kind of people. Because with cash, we have freedom. With yep. these central bank digital currencies, we have complete control. And that is why, uh, you know, the, the Indian one is significant because India is a significant uh, economy. And, you know, and as you say, it's not, it's not going to be, I hear lots of talk about 2030, 2030, great resetting. And I get that. I mean, I do understand that. But they're going fast. They're going faster than that, you know. Uh, so India this year, who, what, where's, where next year? I mean, Russia. Russia, I think, have also plans to bring in their digital uh, mm. currency as well. It's going to be everywhere. And it's so frightening because it, it does mean then that because it's going to be a digital uh, uh, transaction, it's, 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 it can be monitored. I mean, it might be that I go and order my, my next vegetable choy mean and somebody somewhere goes, oh, no, hang on a second. He's had his allowance for the month. Hit the button. Transaction cancelled. No more vegetable choy mean for me and or, 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 you know, or whatever. It's, it's control. It's all about control. And these monsters, these people who are behind so much of all the woes that afflict us at the moment, um, they, they, they see this as, as the inevitable step in stone to give them complete control. It's never happened before. This is where the Internet, which is a good thing because it enables us to chat tonight, Peter, there's inherent problems with it as well because it does provide these end of the, these um, uh, World Economic Forum and United Nations and the rest of them, the globalist cabal, the opportunity to control what we do. So I would say to everyone, you know, I, I use cash tonight. I use cash everywhere I can. I don't want to use, I don't want to tap if I can avoid it. But, but, you know, I don't know how long that option will be there. But whilst it is there, you know, hold on to your cash. And just the the one thing is um, I've got into crypto in the last 18 months that um, that central bank digital currency is taking the concept of cryptocurrency, which is yours. You control it. It is not influenced by a bank, by a central bank, by a government, and it's not influenced by inflation. It's protected from all that, and it is your own property. It's not that the Bank of England can announce 50% interest rise and your cryptocurrency goes down by 50%. That does not affect it. But this would be actually taking that concept and having it controlled, which is the opposite of the whole point of crypto, where it actually becomes controlled by a central bank and no longer by an individual. Yeah, it's inversion. It's inversion, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which which is which is a very much uh, a, a part of the underlying theme. So you're dead, right? I mean, I've been in crypto for quite a few years now. 
and uh, it's had its highs and lows. At the moment, it's having a particular low. Anyone anyone with Bitcoin or Ethereum at the moment will understand that. And that's because I think they hate the fact that you have the freedom. You know, yeah. your, 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 your own sort of these, these um, crypto coins, uh, they're not controlled by government. So again, you've got complete uh, freedom. Like for example, you mentioned Gab earlier. Um, I was able to pay my subscription to Gab using Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, simple transaction, and uh, and I approve of things like that. But but they want to smash the this the, the this type of that type of crypto and replace it with their complete control crypto. That's. That, that's what we're seeing at the moment. But I would advise, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor, but I would say if anyone is watching this and you got crypto, hang on to it, hang on to it. Because there's one, you know, the, 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 they, they like to drive all the little guys out and then up go the coins and they make their billions. So, you know, uh, just sort of hold your nerve if you've got crypto is what I would uh, just suggest. As they say, H-O-D-L, hodl, hold on to the yeah, <laughs> to the moon, to the moon and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go on to uh, net zero. Um, this is looking at Australia, at what school children, and here we go, Spectator Australia. This was from I think ten, nine or ten days ago, but you had posted it, and it's certainly a, a worthwhile story to look at. A thousand Australian schools are fed insects. Yeah. And if we scroll down in that, past the, the beautiful pictures, um, you can see a, so a teacher from one of the thousand Australian schools feeding kids chips made out of powdered crickets. So don't even need to go any past. Feeding kids chips made out of powdered crickets. Yeah, It's not what I would really have wanted whenever I was a kid. Cricket chips. No, 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 but it's just, it's a real thing. I, I remember, Peter, I guess maybe a month or two ago, I came across, a, and it's, it's to do with Australia, um, a, a, a range of Australian snacks, like, you know, you know, like, like you, you go in and you get crisps and stuff here, but it, it was bugs, bug based. So, of course, you know, Australia is very much a, a, a laboratory for the World Economic Forum in terms of their, their, their freakish desires to get people eating insects. And yeah, a thousand Australian kids. So imagine your child's going to school and they're being given, as you say, the delights of powdered uh, crickets. And in fact, it was also in Australia that the actress, what's her name? Um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yum, yum. She's eating live bugs. And then I'm trying to think, so what have they got on you, Nicole Kidman, yeah, that yeah. you would even def, def, you know, degrade yourself by, by eating this? The, I, I understand the arguments uh, about, you know, as a form of protein, some of these insects are actually, you know, they, 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 are, they are a form of protein. But there's things in insects which are not good for us human beings. It's one of the reasons we don't eat insects. We've evolved to eat higher form of protein such as cows and, you know, pigs and, and all the other chickens and all the other things that we, uh, we, we, we eat. So, so this, this getting kids in to eating insects is, is devilish. 
it's really devilish. And yet the European Union has authorized for sale in the European Union. And I think that includes the, well, the United Kingdom and, you know, in parallel. Uh, we, we, we accept that, that as well. If you, if you wanted to import, you know, I don't know, like mealworm based or, or, you know, whatever form of bug based snack, you could probably get it. And, you know, a, a matter of time, it'll appear in probably Tesco or Sainsbury's. Get yourself some nice grasshopper or locusts or uh, mealworms or this is the stuff that they want. And again, to me, it's about degrading our humanity. We shouldn't be eating these things, even if they have a nominal protein value, because we can do we can eat better. But again, you said, Peter, it's all linked to net zero, you see, saving the planet. Well, this one, yeah, talking about saving the planet, yeah, bring that up, Projam. Yeah, bring that, the one you had up, which was the Tesla. Tesla, Tesla, obviously, uh, people going out and buying their car, there are many reasons why you shouldn't buy an electric car. Uh, One of them is this, and we have a a Tesla going on fire, Breitbart, yet another electric vehicle built by Elon Musk's Tesla has caught fire and caused serious problems for firefighters attempting to extinguish the vehicle, this time taking over 25,000 gallons of water in Connecticut. David, there are a whole load of issues in this story. (laughs) There is. I mean, where do you even start in this one? And by the way, I've had a particular delight in this past week on my own Getter timeline. I found story and video after video of instances of these electric vehicles going on fire uh, where the the battery overheats or whatever. And the thing just goes boom. And the the best one I found, which... uh, was you know you know the little electric scooters you you know the 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 they're electric they've got a lithium yeah, battery yeah. and uh, they're echo they're echo friendly scooters so yeah. I, it was an amazing video I saw of one of those which went on it, it, it the guy has got a camera in his kitchen yeah, and yeah. he's going around his kitchen it goes it, it goes up in flames what's your first reaction if something goes up in flames you go oh right I'll put I'll throw water on it but of course. The kicker is that you can't put lithium out with water because lithium chemically reacts with water and it gets even worse. So, you know, again, it's it's like this whole mad sort of, you know, net zero echo um, narrative. The things that they're producing are... um, are, are seriously dangerous. I mean, again, just as an aside, I was at an event on Thursday night in the, in the wilds of Northern Ireland. I went off to speak on, on climate change. Uh, well, or man-made climate change. My opening comment, no such thing. And we chanted someone about the, um, you'll maybe be aware of this, the, the, some of the lovely mountain sides we have here up in the Spurrens, the lovely big mountains, very natural. And at the top of all of them, they've got these um, wind turbine farms, monstrous carbuncles, to quote someone, who's now in a high position. And, uh, and, and the chat was talking to me about these uh, wind farms. And obviously the problem is the, camps, the, the lack of storage of, of, of energy, right? So what they're developing is batteries, huge mega batteries, right, which they lay down. But the batteries are in themselves as dangerous as that one in the scooter yeah. and that one that we've just seen in the Tesla. So... It's honestly, it's really worrying. It's just like you know, as I said during my speech the other night, it's like, isn't it weird that the, the, the people who seem most intent to destroy the environment are the environmentalists? You know, so irony dies. But yeah, Tesla, 
Elon Musk and all of that. Um, I, I just think I also put up um, uh, again, just in a practical note to do with Teslas. This isn't to do with the battery going up in flames. But have you seen some of the queues in California for Tesla drivers to go and get their charge? Have you seen them? <laughs> no, no. Oh, Peter, you know, you, you would have to give yourself. I'm going out to charge the car. I'll be back tomorrow. These are enormous. Because again, no infrastructure uh, or not enough infrastructure to cope with the number of Tesla drivers. So they're all queued. Just and it's not like a garage for you and I might go in and top up or you know put the petrol in the car. This you know takes a long time. So yeah, yeah, you know I just think this whole electric car, electric batteries, you know it's it's, it's replete with danger. And when you see the way these things go up, it's actually quite scary. You know, I would fear for people's well-being. If you're in a car and your Tesla and your battery goes up the left, you could have a big problem. Well, on in on the London Underground, uh, the signs are that you're not allowed to bring an electric scooter on the tube because it yeah. goes on fire. That yes. th- that should be a warning for anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let that sink in. You know, the, even in the London Underground, they're not prepared to. T- but but it's it's the speed with which these oh, yeah. these lithium batteries kind of go up. Like uh, you know, and, and and I mean, where have been the where's the safety studies on these? I'd like to know. Surely somebody must have you know conducted analysis to see well just how safe is this battery? Because it's the- totally obviously they're they're not safe, Peter. Yeah, but did I think it's a push just like the jab, 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 same thing, that we see a threat and suddenly we must get a solution. We need to get it fast. And just as the world is burning up and we're all about to die in 10 years, um, so we will have to go electric tomorrow, this jab, similar response to a supposed threat. Um, so I guess the rush yeah. to do that. And obviously California right. are having blackouts, close to having blackouts, and all, it's all these Tesla drivers queuing up to charge their cars. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, but, 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 but you, you, when your analogy is very, very good, Peter, it's pretty much the same thing. These are non-solutions to non-problems. Yeah. Um, I don't believe there there is a fundamental problem, uh, uh, the, 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 but they have told us we've all got to go electric. I was at a, another event recently uh, on the whole issue of uh, electric vehicles, uh, and it relates to Northern Ireland where I live. And uh, I was chatting to a guy who runs a company, and he was telling me he's got like 20 vehicles on the road, something like lorries. And he was saying, you know, like he would be interested in moving uh, to electric. But he says, but here's the problem. There's no infrastructure. There's there's no strategy. I just can't do it. It's impossible for me to, to go this way. So I'll be punished because I'm going to be seen to be a polluter. However, the reality is that um, um, without an infrastructure, a functional infrastructure, a practical infrastructure, um, it can't go. But then I think, you see, I think he's missing the fundamental point. Yeah, and I think they're going, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's vehicles on the road. Good. Yeah. And and so th- this agenda, I mean, it's a very dark agenda. I know we're having oh, yeah. a laugh at it, rightly so, but it's a dark agenda as well because it is about removal, removing our freedom to to travel, basically. And of course, that plays again nicely into the net zero 
got to bring our carbon back, even though we have to do the opposite. We have to increase our carbon. Um, it plays into that narrative very nicely. But I feel sorry for people who are in, like that guy who owns that particular company. You know, he, he wants to do good and he, yeah. he can't do good and he'll be punished. He will be punished because I also heard someone from the environmental, one of these uh, advocacy groups, uh, you know, government funded or whatever, uh, NGOs. Whenever I see NGO, uh, oh, my spidey senses start tingling. And this person was saying that, uh, you know, yeah, look, look, you've got, it's 2022 now. We've got to 2030, 2035 to make changes, you know, and we'll, we'll have incentives and then, and then the killer phrase. But there will be punishments as well. Yeah. Punishments for people who don't do it. So do not think, and I'm sure people watching this, you all guys, you all get it anyway. These are not, this is not a benign force. This is a malign force. And they want to take away our ability to travel and to go where we want. And we should fight back. Yep. Let's go across the water over to uh, Hunter Biden. And oh, by the way, sorry, we had we had a troll, someone spamming there, and they got zapped. So if anyone is spamming on Getter, it happens the old time. Uh, you will be removed. So apologies for anyone there who, um, whatever crap was on there, uh, we got it blasted by our great moderator team, who do a great job keeping their eyes open to any dodgy nastiness. But anyway, on to. Hunter Biden. Um, and we, uh, we've got, just for our viewers, we've got Fella McCaller next Thursday, I think, who's the producer of My Son Hunter. Just interviewed him yesterday. Um, a fellow Northern Irish fella uh, over there in the US, I think, at the moment. But um, this is, I thought this was an old story, but it just, he is the... He is the horse that keeps giving. He does not stop. Exclusive. It's it's all. It's like exclusively every week. Exclusive every, crap. Yeah. Like, um, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone's worst nightmare as a child. Hunter go gone wild. Well, that's not very exclusive. Unhinged videos. That's not exclusive. Show the present son dancing shirtless, slipping down a water slide naked, and entertaining hookers at the barge pool party. And 4,140 per night Malibu rental. That's yeah. a very specific number, but hey. It is, it is, uh, yeah. But yeah, we obviously we've seen this before, but it keeps coming out. And uh, at I guess it, at some time it will have to torpedo um, the former vice president, Biden. Well, well, you see, look, the thing is, Hunter is the gift that keeps on giving. He absolutely yeah. is. But, you know, uh, I guess the, the thing is here, as you say, like, because it was originally the laptop from hell. And then, as you know, there's a set there. I think there's at least one other laptop from hell. And then there's these constant stories. But the punchline on it, on, on, on it is this. His father, U.S. President, the most uh, venerable uh, Joe Biden, uh, did say, and he's on record of saying, saying Hunter is the smartest guy he's ever met. He did say that. Yep. And I'm thinking, you saw a headline there. That's, if that's the smartest guy, Joe, you've ever met, you must hang around with some really, really bad, stupid people. Because this guy, Hunter Biden, and, and there's serious points in this as well. Like, you know, number one, the cover-up by the FBI. They, yep. they, they, have, they knew all about the dangers that Hunter Biden's lifestyle yep. met, led, meant for his father in his presidential bed. And they covered the whole thing up. If that had have been Donald Trump Jr.'s 
um, laptop or his debauched or debauched yeah. water. The media would be all over it. Yeah. But there's a, there's a silence. It's the silence of the media that sickens me so much. Yeah, uh, woo. Um, the, uh, the the media don't want to know about Hunter, and eventually the truth. Well, I mean, the truth is for all of us guys. I'm sure we all know this sort of this guy Hunter is. He's he's actually probably a very damaged, very troubled person. But you know that said, he his his dealings and the way his father Joe Biden intervened in those dealings, not least in Ukraine, um, in the past constitutes a, a real and present threat to the, the, the United States uh, and to the office of president. And it's all been hushed up. Because why? Because, well, because the Democrats are, are essentially, you know, in league with the FBI, CIA, and I consider them criminal organizations now. So um, yeah, it's sad. No, but I, I was thinking if, if uh, Joe, Sleepy Joe, uh, called his son the smartest guy he knew, then that means he's been having he's been having health issues. He's probably had dementia for much longer than we thought. thought. There's no other way to explain that crazy statement than he doesn't know who's who. No, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and you know, like, the, the, well, don't, we'll not go into the sordid details of Hunter Biden's life. Please don't. But- I don't really know. I honestly thought I, I have, don't want to know anything more about Hunter Biden than I know. But, but what I would say is that his father must have known. Yeah. Uh, they would get yeah. reports. They would know. This is the way the world works in, in politics in particular, Peter. You know, um, there's very little innocence abroad. So, mm-hmm. so how could his father, he must have known about the stuff that, Hunter was getting up to, and yet, as you say, he still says he's the smartest guy he knows. So, I yeah, the the the, the dementia has been there. I mean, I, it's it's obviously pretty far got. I mean, he's pretty advanced at this point. Um, I keep having great fun putting up little video pieces yep. of Joe Biden demonstrating his. I, this, this, you don't need to even have commentary. It's so embarrassing. But on a serious note, it meant that the Biden family is black, highly blackmailable. So do you think that might have happened? Do you think, you know, 10% for the big guy and all of that? But uh, but at what price to the constitutional integrity of the United States of America? I would say to a very high degree. This is a compromised family. The Bidens are compromised. Uh, yeah, Hunter's the guy that's probably done the compromise. Yeah, yeah. Peter, I suspect. Although I don't think Joe is... 50 years or plus in, in, in the Senate. I don't think after 50 years, you know, you are a virginal creature. So I'd say yeah. there's a degree of corruption there as well. So we've got this corrupted Biden family presiding over, or at least nominally presiding over the United States. And these stories with Hunter keep on coming and our media keep on looking the other way. They don't want to know. Not completely. And just uh, give a shot the. Um, the organization I know has worked with the Daily Mail, Marco Polo. Uh, we've had Gard Ziegler on, who runs Marco Polo, and they've done a fantastic amount of work. And um, I know that the when the Daily Mail put that up, they always give credit um, for the exceptionally hard work. And it is individuals like Gard and organizations like Marco Polo that have to do the groundwork, have to dig and dig and place together. Uh, if you get a, a laptop, it is... 
hundreds of gigabytes on it and it's actually going through that data and making sense of it. So the people forget, they see the sensational headline and they kind of forget maybe the months of hard work that's gone behind the scenes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Huge amount of work. Yeah. Let's go closer to home and a pro jam can bring up Liz Truss. I know she's yeah. your favorite. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> let's so let's this is we won't be cowed and a couple of there are a couple of things we could bring up on on Liz Truss and yeah. our new government. We won't be cowed by Putin's nuclear threats. Liz Truss issues defiant repost after this desperate Russian leader warns West of Armageddon if he's thwarted over Ukraine invasion. Um, So I I thought, I thought this trust would have bigger things to worry about, like the economy collapsing and in recession and people not being able to get jobs in the UK. Yeah, you see, this is the problem with Liz. Uh, she's a warmonger, as yeah. is the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail is a warmongering right. newspaper as well. I mean, th- 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 this whole uh, this whole strange schizophrenia that, w- the, in particular, with regard to Liz Truss, she's obsessed with China and Russia and Putin, obviously, at a time when British people are in you know in in, in dire straits. In terms of we see what's going on with energy costs and all the rest of it, and uh, and instead she's saying, "Take that, Putin! Take that! I'm going to put sanctions on you. Really? What's that going to do? Well, it's going to triple costs for people in the UK. Wow! I bet you that taught them a lesson in the Kremlin. Meanwhile, of course, Kremlin net oil exports are higher at this point than they were in the previous year. So it's all it's far. I mean, I don't I don't understand. Well, I do understand. Sadly, I do understand why, but. It, it's just so odd, you know, that our government and Liz Truss, the, you know, she, uh, whilst I did approve of some of the things in the budget, I approve of cutting taxes. I'm just as a, it's just a good thing. But, but it's, it's schizo. So we're cutting tax and we're going to cap energy costs. Although, of course, ultimately the actual full energy cost is being paid. It's just yeah. that the consumer is not paying up front, so to speak, you're paying through your taxes. Um, but that's because of what the government did. Uh, yeah, you know, it's the government, it's not just the UK government, but our government, the EU, the US, the people driving the war, the proxy war on Russia, Russia through Ukraine, they've caused all the blooming energy crisis that they're now saving us from. So, yeah, you know, uh, the Liz Truss... Um, She's only a week into, well, two weeks into her job, I suppose, Peter. So it would be churlish to just throw everything. I, I'm not one of those who just damns everything she does. I, I completely castigate her over Russia. I think she's completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, and things like taxes and whatnot. I know it's a separate issue, but uh, I just see this warmongery. I mean, she promised $2.3 billion to Zelensky for 2023. Yeah. I don't know about you, Peter, but... So does she believe, does she knowledge that the war is going to keep going? Because why would she promise that if she thought that she there were going to be peace? It's almost like almost like the British government wants war. So, so, could that be right? Nah, surely not. Well, it's true. I mean, you, you never want to prolong a war. Uh, and yet with, with money going in, uh, really, we would say, well, it's just whoever's going to win, just finish quickly. Uh, but actually, to pump billions and billions from the West to supply weapons means you just yeah. keep it going. You keep it going as long as possible. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
the, the thing is that they, they they want the they want the slaughter. They want yeah. the killing. I, I, back in January, I remember calling for we need diplomacy. We need cool heads. Um, you know, I I don't think that Putin was right to necessarily get involved, but he was put against the wall. And they're still putting him against the wall. And go back to that headline. You know, at the at the moment, the West is merrily shoving all kinds of yeah. weaponry in there. Nuclear, you know, Russia is a nuclear uh, state. You, you gotta you gotta tread carefully. They're not. They absolutely. The West is being reckless, and it's the U.S. U.K. axis of evil. I think that's driving this slaughter. I'd like to see, obviously, peace. Uh, as you say, I mean, I see it as a land dispute, uh, mm. frankly. Not our business. Why are we involved? You know, I, I'm not, I don't really care. I don't, well, I didn't initially care. And now we're having elections in the Donbass and we're being yeah. told, oh, well, they're not even legitimate anyway. Right? So the people in Ukraine, so in some people in the Ukraine, their, their democratic rights don't matter. Yeah. But we'll still send billions to the crook Zelensky and everything's super duper fine. What a what a what mixed what a mixed up mindset that is. And how do you really explain that? H.W. Logan says, distract, distract, distract. Look at me working hard on anything but what the people need. Um, D2757 mm-hmm. says, Dan Wooden loves her. Well, da- I, I like Dan Wooden, but maybe he's not perfect on this. Um, and then another, yeah. He's, he's, he's good on Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield. He's really good on that. Have you seen, did you read his article in the Daily Mail on Holly? I haven't seen it, no. Well, Was he? He's not a fan of Philip Schofield. I mean, and, and by influence, um, Holly Willoughby. But uh, yeah, Dan, Dan's good in some. None of us are perfect and some of us have our weak spots, you know. But uh, he's, very, he's very good on Cugate uh, and... Uh, Phil and Holly jumping the did they jump the line? You better not say they do or they they did or Holly might sue you. But uh, some people allege that. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, the uh, Dan's. Uh, I mean, as I say, Liz Truss, she is in the job very a couple of weeks. People should wait and see, and and she might she might prove to be every bit as awful as we think. That's entirely possible, probably almost certainly. But again, I think that budget that was damned by the BBC and stuff. I didn't think it was that bad, Peter. I thought they were, yeah. you know, curate's egg, good in parts. Um, and, and, and you know, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how she turns out. No, no, we'll um, And I thought the budget was, uh, I mean, a tax-cutting budget. Actually, that's a Conservative government that has the highest tax rate in, what, 50 years, and at yeah. least she's done something on that. So, well, it'll take time to see if that has a positive effect or not. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I did notice that instantly, uh, my 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 best friend uh, Angela Reyna, Angela Reyna came out and she said, oh, she'd probably put the tax rate up." Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Angela, for, for the lower the lower rate. She she because as you know, it goes from twenty p to nineteen p next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the lowest flat rate, she she was thinking of putting it back up again. I mean, this is the. I mean, we haven't really because we're involved in. COVID things and all of that, you tend to be distracted from the sheer economic illiteracy of those in the political left. And uh, when you get into discussions about it, my conclusion always is, well, the reason they're on the political left is because they are economically illiterate. And oh yeah, and Angela Rayner, you know, uh, bless her, her cotton socks, um, personifies that level of gross stupidity. 
Well, I think a rule of thumb is whatever Angela Rayner says, do the opposite. Yeah, that's yeah, generally right, what. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I just on on Holly Willoughby, I'm just glad she actually. I mean, uh, she, uh, the mask obviously kept her alive while she was there queuing, and I'm just uh, I'm so glad because she could have died. I mean, out yeah. there with people in the fresh air, it's deadly. Yeah. Yeah, the, the mask was a lovely touch, and it was black. So she was showing her respect to the monarch, and at the same time, she was staying safe. Because even though Holly and Phil, who were very keen to push the jabs, the lockdowns, the restrictions, the demonization of those of us who opposed all of that, um, it was touching to see Holly, even in the, towards the end of the English summer, I suppose, in the early autumn, still yeah. don her mask to go into Westminster Hall. I wonder what she had. I'd love to know what, I'd love to ask her, fellow, uh, Peter, Holly, what were you wearing the mask for? Did she not want to be recognised, do you think? It, I, I, the problem is, Dave, these people don't think about it, so they do what they're told. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but, but Philip didn't. Philip didn't have a mask it's on. It's true, it's true. Maybe he's so, more intelligent. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah, it's a big shout, wow. then. A big shout. Not sure. Um, uh, if Pro Jam can bring up the lad, I just want to show what the Conservatives have done. You put this up, what they've okay. done to their logo. And there we go. The uh, logo is now in Ukraine colours because yeah. that's what the British government should be thinking. You're thinking Union Jack might be more sensible, yeah. but hey, let's put a foreign country up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, this is deep. This is deep stuff. This, the, as you say, the conservative, the British Conservative Party's logo is essentially Ukrainian colours. Now, you know, how do you, where do you even start with that? Other than that, you've got to assume that the Ukraine narrative is part of a bigger thing. It's more complex uh, than than it initially seems. Uh, this this enthusiasm to support Ukraine. Peter is is you know it sickens me. I mean, I I would like to see a union flag in there. Absolutely. I mean, I I, I always despise David Cameron's stupid oak tree. No yeah. offense to those who uh, have good hearts of oak in their title, but you know, but but as a local for the Conservative Party, I thought Thatcher's you know union sort of the 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 um, the flame with the union of colours and that was fine. But uh, yeah, it seems that the British government is happier showing Ukrainian colours. And British colours, and maybe that shows you its true colours. Well, there you can see the Hearts of Oak logo with the Union Jack round exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. government should have. That, yes, that, 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 what you've got on screen should more or less be the British government logo. But ironic, I mean, if you put up the Ukrainian colours in that, well, I wouldn't be here for starters, <laughs> but, you know, and neither would your audience. So, you know, yeah, how, how, who are the virtue signalling to? I know, I know. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But I do. It's awful. Um, David, thank you for your time. As always, you can obviously get David at David Vance, at, yeah. uh, at Getter, at Gab, um, and Alt News. So I always forget to hash your, your handle for Alt News. So, so it's uh, just everywhere. You get me everywhere. I'll tell you where you can get me now. You can get me on TikTok. TikToking. Can... I'm supporting my friends in the Chinese Communist Party <laughs> by putting out very derogatory videos about Joe Biden and people like that just to look for lols on TikTok. You get them I'm everywhere. Uh, and yeah, Truth. Yeah. Truth Social for our and American audience. And, and for our American pals, yes, Truth Social. 
Um, so uh, yeah, la, la, trying to cover all the bases, uh, 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 Peter. But um, yeah, if you Google my name, and you, you'll get me. Okay. And, so uh, yeah, so that, that, yeah. that's. There were just a couple of my approach. I can bring up the last three. There were just uh, three images to leave you with that David had put up on his. Here we have. <laughs> we jump com. So quick, so simple, so Schofield. Uh, that will be for our British audience. <laughs> no yeah, the Americans don't get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could actually sing along to it, but I will not. Yeah, yeah, that's a brilliant one. Yeah. Um, and the second one also was from David. David has some great memes, so you do need to jump on. And I love a meme. I love whichever, a meme. Whichever your platform of choice, he'll be putting out his. There you go. So Hiroshima, nineteen forty-five, two thousand sixteen in Detroit. It's the opposite way round. More to the story. It's easier to come back from a nuclear bomb than decades of democratic leadership. It is, it. it is. And, and the American audience watching this, Peter, is, if only it were Detroit, I could have I could have picked dozens of other Democrat cities which have similarly been destroyed. So uh, yeah, sometimes sometimes an image a, a meme's worth a thousand words. It, I do like re- it really is. And the last one we will show you uh, was the Donalds. Uh, the Donald's post on Truth Social and he obviously didn't get invited to the Queen's funeral but Sleepy Joe did and it was oh can we he says in well it was in real estate like in politics and in life location is everything and Sleepy Joe is away at the back on row 16 or 18 or something. Yeah. Um, and as you said, brutal from Trump. Brutal. It was it was brutal and it was absolutely brilliant. And although I don't agree with Trump on everything, i got to say some of these ones that he puts out, you just go, oh, you said it so well. Because no one else, no, no one else said that. You know, they were nope. too busy being subservient to Biden. And there he was. He was virtually sitting outside the Abbey. I mean, he was so far back. And uh, yeah, I was yeah Trump, hundred percent. That's a good positive Donald Trump uh, note, uh, Peter, to to end things with because uh, yeah, it was one of the most memorable uh, posts of the past week or so. Really was. And on that, I will wish you our viewers, you've been watching this on because we had a technical issue on getter on rumble and on cloud hub so thank you so much for joining us or you may be listening after on podbean or any podcasting platforms of choice which you can also find mr vance on podbean or any of the podcasting platforms uh get his uh hourly wisdom update so tune in for that um and follow him on podbean i know certainly our hearts of oak uh followers are uh, jumping on that so we will hit our we're a bit, a bit behind Mr. Van so we'll hit our 100,000 download probably in a couple of days maybe by the time we were with you next week um, David's ahead of us at half a million so we're we're bringing up the rear currently 700,000 <laughs> I'll have you know by the end of, by the end of October 700 million I love it I love audio I mean audio is I, I don't know about you Peter but when I'm driving around I, I listen to I listen to stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, I listen to podcast stuff. Yeah. It's, it's very good. 
because you can't always sit down and watch it like people are watching us tonight. But anyway, congratulations again to your 100,000. And uh, again, Podbean seems to allow free speech. So that's good. Absolutely. So on that, I'll wish your viewers or listeners a wonderful rest of your Saturday evening or into your weekend. And we will be with you on Monday with Gareth Ike uh, talking about his work and censorship and what he has faced. So tune in on Monday for Gareth. And on that, wish you a wonderful evening and see you Monday. Bye. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.